This is a homebrew podcast. Zal, the bird is squawking and won't stop. What? Uh, that's not my bird. How could you confuse a large vulture with uh, this, this little friend right here? Hey! What? That's our new crew member's familiar. Fly around. Uh, I was just making them some popcorn for movie night. Movie night? Oh, yeah. Uh, Kestrel, they got us the extended cut of Dr. Mordred and the Infinity Corridor of Insanity. Oh, cool. I didn't want to watch that movie or anything. I want popcorn. What? Well, welcome to the crew, Kestrel. Welcome back to the homebrew. I'm Grant, dude who plays all the monsters. Glad to be here with Austin Brady. Zaldwin, uh, still kind of lost about the lost. Cody Smith. Admiral Carl Gauss. That's how this works, right? Mm, maybe. And John Cayley. Mr. Goy, you know what? I actually kind of like this antimatter rifle. And <laughs> Tyrell Nye. Billy Boom, divine operator of Napalm. Last week on The Homebrew, the crew took on the first ever Ender Admiral, Naomi Krask, who had somehow organized a massive assault on the planet Dasaki with the previously unorganizable Ender Army. When Goy returned with a new crew, however, the winds of chaos had blown and now the Ender Army had fallen into disarray and the Ancients' Alliance were not only fighting back, but taking ground. Grunhild agreed both to be evacuated and to not interfere with the crew's plan to stop the moon only if the next battle was victorious. To that end, the crew teleported behind enemy lines and killed Admiral Naomi Krask. We are picking up right there. Uh, Krask has fallen. The last demon had flown away. There is still the sounds of battle approaching you as the uh, combined forces of the Ancients Alliance and the Papal Knights and Terran Command uh, continue to fight through the city. Uh, what do you all do? Zalduin, uh, still fluttering with these golden little cicadas, is going to click the, the little button on uh, their sword handle, and they're going to dissipate and hobbling over to Goy. Uh, hey, man, you, you got anything for me? No, I really do feel like a drug dealer. Mr. Goy is going to switch to his form of the chalice on his wild shape, and then he's going to cast Cure Wounds, and then do the double heal, the chalice heal onto Zodwin. All right. Hey, Kyle, you got a vase sprocket over there? Vic's head fell off. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me see what I got in my bag. Hella pretty good, I think. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, I hate you for 22. Zelwyn sits back on a on a rock and, uh, you know, fucking licks his wounds as uh, he watches Billy and Carl do the, the things that they're doing. Well, I'm going to need more time to fix little treasure boy here. Uh, he took a pretty bad hit, so I'll just pack him up for now. And help Billy work on Vic. All right. Well, uh, looks like uh, another big ugly's dead. Uh, 
What's our move now? Uh, can I make a perception or maybe insight check to see if, like, you know, is the fighting, you know, approaching us? Do we have to get ready for another fucking fight here? Right. What's our earpieces telling us to do, Zoros? Oh, yeah, we have the earpieces, too. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, uh, you don't need to check. Um, Basically, there's ground being gained on every front. Uh, If you wanted to jump in and help, you could. Uh, But, I mean, you would mission complete, right? Uh, You did what you said you were going to do. uh, And there's not any specific front that is losing ground or would need, like, assistance. Like, it seems like it's pretty much a wash. Uh, The Enders are in complete disarray. They're fighting this combined force and some of their own demons. So, yeah, you you can absolutely go jump in the fray and maybe make a show of it, right? Like, if you wanted to win some points with anyone, or you could continue to the Dreamer's Tower, or you can get Grunheld and leave, or you can leave, or you can... you can, The world is your goddamn oyster. You can do whatever you want. Maybe we should take this opportunity to go to the Dreamer's Tower. I mean, that's what we're here for, right? That's why we came. So, go ahead you for another 21. All right. Sounds good to me. Zaldwin's going to walk over to Krask and uh-huh. check out that body. Yeah, absolutely. What's in this what's in this lady's pockets? Um, give me an investigation check. Nat 20, nice. baby, 23. Woo! Put the tear in me old eye whenever I see him uh when do I see him doing that? Uh, I feel like I rubbed off on him a little bit. Hey, you do enough rubbing off in the fucking <laughs> bathroom, okay? You're not nice. rubbing off on me. Yeah, he only rubs off on the demon page. Um, there is a plus three glaive that she has. What? Holy shit. There's a plus three glaive. Um, That's badass. The, the trade-off for this item, it is just a plus three glaive. It is a little early in the game to be giving it to you, so... Uh, it does require attunement right now. There is also a ring that is very magical. It is a silver band that seems to have swirling flames all around the outside. And then there is a, a magical rod that she has in her belt. Almost he knows. Yeah, can you identify these, Billy? Oh, yeah. Let me get the old uh, scanner out. Uh, oh, what is it? Uh, there, there she is. <laughs> All right, let me see. Uh, which one are you identifying? Uh, I think the ring first. Okay. Let me see if you can... You guys should have the glaive in your uh, items. Can you guys double check that? Uh, yeah, I, I see what it's called there, too. Yeah. That's interesting, huh? Um, oh. And then, then um, Billy, if you want to read the ring to our audience. It's called Father's Glaive. <laughs> Yeah, Father's Um, You are now vulnerable to radiant damage. However, fire damage heals you for half the amount it would damage you. Upon wearing this ring, you can summon a powerful demon ally once per long rest. You may summon this demon at the cost of 4d10 HP or roll a d2. And if it's on a 1, it's hostile towards you. Uh, Roll a d6. 1 is an Aranus. 2 is a Devourer. Three is a horn devil, four is a bone devil, five is a spine devil, six is a gibbering mouther. This demon is brought back to exile after one hour. Interesting. Jeez. All right, what, what's this rod do? Do you want to identify the rod also? Anyone? 
Uh, we have, okay, so we have a rod. The ring is getting identified. And, um, and so do we need to identify the rod as well? Yeah. Uh, I can do it. <laughs> then do it then, shit ass. Okay, uh, this is a rod of alertness. Pretty cool item. <laughs> okay. Some may say I also have very alert rod. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the erect rod of awakening. Um, alertness. While holding the rod, you have advantage on wisdom, perception check, and on rolls for initiative. While holding the rod, you can use an action to cast one of the following spells from it. Detect evil and good. Detect magic. Detect poison and these. Or see invisibility. Protective aura. As an action, you can plant the haft end of the rod in the ground, whereupon the rod's head sheds bright light in a 60-foot radius and dim light for an additional 60 feet. While in the bright light, you and any creature that is friendly to you gain a plus one bonus to AC and saving throws, and can sense the location of any invisible hostile creature that is also in the bright light. The rod's head stops glowing, and the effect ends after 10 minutes, or when a creature uses an action to pull the rod from the ground. This property can't be used again until next dawn. This is going to be really useful against that fucker when he goes invisible. Very true. Hmm. Carl. Yeah. Do you think you could use this? And uh, I pulled up the father's glaive. I mean, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's just two, you know, these little bug arms. A little too heavy for me, but... It is heavy, isn't it? Yeah. So, glaive to Carl? I'll hold on to it for now, for sure. Okay. Where's the uh, rod going? Anybody favoring that rod? No. I'd say it's going to get attached to Billy's backpack. Nobody takes it. Yeah. Why do we Goy's like in shooting with <laughs> alternating weapons. What is Goy like? Alternating weapons. Shooting with multiple guns. Hmm. Dark gun for life okay. and a dim ray for death. And then the ring. Where's the ring going? Into a lockbox. How would that vulnerability to radiate radiant damage work with Zaldwin's biology? It's going in a lockbox, friend. <laughs> <laughs> You're not using it. No one's using it until we can deal with it. What do you mean deal with it? Just don't worry about it. It's important that you don't put it on, that nobody puts it on, that we just just put it in a box and deal with it when we get home. <laughs> All right. What does he mean by deal with it, Carl? It must be cursed or something. Is it cursed? All right, don't worry about it. We just won't wear it, right? Right. 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 Okay, well... I've read about curses a little bit. People have called into Galaxy to Galaxy being like, I'm cursed, I'm stuck to my toilet. I mean, like... <laughs> I attuned to this cursed toilet seat, now I'm stuck to it. You have to spend an hour attuning, don't you? Oh, yeah. don't do it. That's quite the <laughs> shit. Don't, don't shame them. Okay, right. Sometimes it takes a while, all right? Yeah, no. For sure. <laughs> Mysterious voice from the ring. That's the curse as you never feel like you've quite finished pooping. <laughs> oh, man. God, that'd be the worst. I'd hate that. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. Uh, anything else in her pockets? Um, if you, with the investigation check, I'm just going to let this blanket kind of like looking around. You collect a total of 2,800 credits from... Like little credit chips from uh, the different enders here and Krask. 
I was expecting more, to be honest. They are plundering a world. Did you take the rod, Goy? No. I think Billy was going to say he put it in his bag, but Goy will take I'll... the rod if... No, I mean, if no one Billy has a hard heart on for it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the same thing I did the chainsaw. I'm going to make it part of me. I just, I just couldn't <laughs> actually look at the... I'm I, gonna I heard put you it, read it. I just I'm didn't gonna, see I'm gonna the put it inside me. <laughs> Don't yeah, tell me where you plant the flag to be activate it. How do you think all this stuff comes out of the backpack? Goes in the front, <laughs> comes out the back. <laughs> Goy just has ButcherBot mutilating stuff while you guys are looking at the items. The Enders? Yeah, absolutely. Zaldwin's gonna stop ButcherBot right when it gets to Krask and hey, let me deal with this one. Oh, damn. And his sword descends from his hand and he swipes and he takes off Krask's head. Okay. Well, you gonna put that on Grundle's belt? Uh, I think our warrior friend would uh, like to see this quite a lot, actually. Oh, yeah, good evidence. Alright. How do you guys just carry these around with you? <laughs> right. So let's put it in a plastic bag. Uh, you can see the singe marks from the fucking... Ugh. <laughs> All right, what's up next? All right. Well, are there any military forces between us and the moon, the, the Dreamer Tower? You'd feel like you could probably get there relatively safely. I don't know. Let's roll. If you guys want to start hoofing it there, we'll, we'll probably just roll a 1d6. And like on a 1, we'll we'll say that there was uh, some combat and we'll just re- reduce like a uh, average amount of HP from everyone. Austin rolled a six, though. That's a six, baby. So, yeah, I, you guys get to the... If that's where you're going, you guys get to the Dreamer Tower just fine. And we find a boatload of treasure. No. Um, Woo! If only my boy was here to see this. If only my boy was here. <laughs> so, uh, as you guys navigate through this battle that's going on, you safely avoid any sort of, like, conflict. Again, the combined forces are... Gaining ground, everything looks good. Everything sounds good in the earpiece, assuming you guys keep those in. Yep. The Dreamer Tower is a very... It's not the largest tower in the district. That would be the Triumvir Tower. But it is a very tall tower. We're going to give it about 25 stories. And it is very smooth, um, starting bigger at the base of the tower and getting smaller as it goes up and it is surrounded on all sides by uh, smaller towers. As you inspect the tower, go around this smooth stone that has been carved. It has no windows, and it has no doors. You cannot find a way into it. Uh, What about the sub-towers around it? Those are a part of this structure. Okay. Um, Surrounding the tower are these smaller towers that uh, look to be, you'd probably guess, mostly decorative. Um, They... The whole structure, though, has no doors. Okay. Uh, I imagine we have to do the same thing that we did with Thorm's vault. Right. So we need to find somewhere to bunker down. Hmm. This is the middle of a war zone, and we gotta take a nap. Mm. Yeah. The irony is certainly not lost on me. Uh, can I fly around and see if there's, like, any, like, buildings nearby that I would be able to... You know, I, I think that we could huddle up in. Absolutely. Make a survival check. It's a 15. 
Yeah, I'd say you find somewhere relatively safe. I relay that information. There's a spot over there. It's If we go into the third floor, it uh, looks like there's a nest. Doesn't seem to be too you know, disturbed or structurally unsound. It looks like it used to be like an apartment or something. We should be able to be there while we drink. All right. It's good as any other place, I suppose. So you guys hunker down pretty close to the area. Uh, are you all going to sleep? Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have uh, Hermes like sound an alarm if we uh, if anything happens. Really. Does he have the alarm spell? I'm joking. Okay. No, I, I duct tape a fucking cowbell to his noggin. I have the alarm spell. It's literally just a big alarm clock. I pull out of my bag, wind it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, everyone goes to sleep then, as I understand it? Yep. Yeah. Okay, Are we, is this like a cuddle situation, or are you guys just kind of a cool guy, like, leaning up against the wall? Uh, I feel like a ratty umbrella, like, sprouts out of my backpack above me, kind of like a shitty tent. Zaldwin pulls his uh, collar up, and it's got, like, a little hood sewn into it, and he pulls it over his head and zips up the front, climbs on in. It's like like a little cocoon. Okay. Yeah, Carl pulls his hood up and does, like, the Kenny from South Park and pulls it so tight that it's just his little nose sticking out. <laughs> All right. So uh, let me see. This is going to be... Goy and Zaldwin have experienced this before, am I correct? Correct. Yes. So a little bit new for Billy and Carl. However, they would have described it to you. And you do have that unique ability to access each other's memories. So maybe you've seen it before. Uh, there is essentially you wake up and you exit your body. You are floating above it, uh, looking the way that you did before. However, Billy, you know, you would be whole. I imagine Carl would have sight with eyeballs, like a normal person. No offense, Carl's perfectly normal in this world. Right. Uh, ten toes! <laughs> hey, my eyeballs. Ouch. Oh, I think I'm supposed to be able to hurt in a dream. <laughs> Why'd you poke your own eye? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> what color are your eyes? Come here. Yeah, everything looks uh, slightly transparent when you're in this state. You are able to, you know, it's like 90 to 95% opacity. Um, It's enough that you notice it, but it's not like you can just clearly see through things. Uh, You are, however, able to just float right out of this building that you've bunkered down in, and you're able to enter the Dreamer's Tower. Uh, As you all float your way in there, hover your way in there, or swim, I don't know, however you imagine your character might float. As soon as you go through the walls of this tower, the first thing you notice is that while I mentioned everything is a little bit transparent, in the very center of this very large cathedral-sized room is uh, a single object. It looks like a pedestal that is fully opaque and looks to be... It's the only thing that you can see that almost looks like native to whatever plane you're on would be, mm-hmm. right? Like it, Just because it looks so fully solid. I should also mention while you are floating, uh, anyone who would kind of look up into the dark night would see off in the distance, very, very far away, hundreds of millions of light years, just a speck, right? Like a star 
um, you would see the Burning Man turn and face you as you do this. You do see this object in the center of this room. Uh, There are this floor in this big giant cathedral sized room, which has very huge vault ceilings, not up high enough that you would think it's the, the top of the tower, but it is a very high ceiling. And there are bodies, hundreds of bodies littered on the floor. If you were to kind of like float up and look down, you'd see they're almost sleeping in a pattern. There are three circles of them that seem to converge on a single point. And if you look up, there is a rune on the cathedral ceiling that has been painted beautifully of this same room. So it's it's a large circle. Inside of it is a slightly smaller circle. And inside of that is a small circle. uh, And they all touch at one single point. And then outside of those three circles are hundreds of other smaller circles. While you see these bodies on the ground, you see floating above them, you know, a foot to two foot, and even some going in and out of the ceiling and such, you see hundreds of mages, mostly elves, who are not fully, that that are slightly transparent, just like you are, kind of floating around, working with each other, manipulating objects, looking at books, studying, working, talking, just like nothing is happening, right? Like, like there's not a giant war going on outside, uh, just going about their day. And if, unless you have any specific questions or want to explore anything specifically. Yeah, I think that Zaldwin would, you know, like a- approach someone and, and ask, hey, um, I'm new here. Who do we talk to about important things? One of these mages uh, turns to you and looks you up and down. New indeed. Um, uh, she she looks like a little nervous. Like they they don't get visitors often. It's like I suppose uh, you'd want to talk to Lyra. Lyra. She's 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 probably and she looks around and scans around and uh, points to a slightly taller elf who seems to be sitting, sort of sitting like a foot off the ground, cross-legged, and is talking to um, several of these other mages. How did you uh? How did you get in here? We're magic. Floated. I got two legs. Is is he magic too? Unfortunately, you're all magic. Yeah, I'm assuming you're magic too. Oh, I'm really magic. Yeah. Oh damn. I don't okay. know if you're supposed to be in here. Uh. Oh yeah, but we're here now. It's okay. Do you know what's going on outside? Probably like starvation, disease, disaster, murder, killing, oh. poverty. Greed, uh, yep. corruption, yep. Yep. murder. Did I say murder already? I yeah. Think, I think you got, like, you all got, the points. You got most Nailed of it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's usually what's going on out there. Your yeah. son's also gone. Oh, okay. I don't Not- really use it anymore. Hey, you guys you guys moving the moon around and stuff? Yeah, like once, once every cycle, we give it a good tug. Because it's trying to float away. I guess it's not technically originally part. Uh, do you care about all this? I'm sorry. I, yeah, I don't get no. to talk to new people very much. Oh, uh, yeah. Educational. No. Yeah. Oh well. Well, they don't think the moon. So sometimes moons um, get caught in an orbit, right? Yeah. 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 It's the nature of moons. Right. This one. This one isn't necessarily like perfect. And it was kind of slowly getting further and further away. And so 
you know, it doesn't take a lot. Like we're talking like we move it maybe like half an inch a month and we all just use our magic together. And that keeps it that keeps it in in orbit so that it doesn't like hurtle away because there's so many people on Dasaki that we have to use the moons. We have all the moons terraformed and that's how we make all of our food. Although I guess we're not doing that anymore since there's no sun. Right. But yeah, we just give it a little tug. It's not, it's honestly, it's not that much of a tug. It's like a small tug. Right. How hard could you tug? You push it. <laughs> I've been trying not to make those jokes. I, I she, uh, she, she looks you up. <laughs> I mean, how, how hard would you like me to tug? Jesus, he's a child. <laughs> Sorry, we don't get visitors here anymore, and I'm an elf, so like you're all kind of children to me. Disgusting. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Okay, we're done. We're done talking. Bye. No, we're not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's your name, dear? I feel like that's irrelevant. That's not very polite. <laughs> well, we- my name's my name's Artemisia. Hey, Artemisia, could you push? Could you push the moon? Could I push it? Like, away. I mean, I don't think I could do it by myself, but, like, if all of us used all of our power, I Wrong. mean, we could... And I think there's some rumors that we're going to do this, but we could we could pull on it hard enough that... I mean, it wouldn't come... It, it wouldn't be, like, a projectile, but it would... It, it would slowly... You know what I mean? Like, it would collide. Yeah, for sure. We want to do the opposite. You want to push it? No, yeah. we just we just don't want to collapse. I don't know why I'm still whispering. Oh, yeah, why don't we just push it? We push it, we pu- it's out of the equation for good. Why don't we push it? Well, yeah, we might we need it for it. food. What if the light comes back? I've I've got a really interesting question. You've all been very interesting so far. Thanks. I don't get to talk <laughs> to new people very much. Oh. Is is there a way that we could use the moon? As a ship to evacuate people. Like, to where? To a system with a sun. So, like, you want to take the 44 billion people on Dasaki <laughs> and get them all to the moon? They wouldn't fit, but, like, say we got a bunch of people to the moon and then we push the moon somewhere? Is that, is that all the way? I, I mean, I know you don't know astrophysics or anything like that, but um, that's probably one of the dumber things you've said in life. Well, that yeah, wasn't I'd very nice. going to go there, guys. I thought that's why we sent Grundle to exile. You know how insanely long it takes for one thing to travel to another system without well, yeah, getting... I think if we could get them through the atmosphere, then it'd be better if they just took that ship to one of the, like... Facts. Space stations or something. I think the ship, the lack of ships is the problem. I don't actually know. I don't actually know. What's the extent of your guys' dreamer power? Like, I mean, pushing and pulling a moon's pretty powerful. Like, yeah. I feel like you could do a lot, right? You oh, could yeah. Generate heat. Yeah, we could probably generate some heat. But we don't really interfere with people that aren't in the dream. That aren't in the dream. The only reason that we pull, well, you know what I mean. Uh, the only reason we pull the moon is so that we can use this space. It's like, it's like rent. We pull the moon for Alar, and he keeps people away from us. Uh, hey, I mean, I know you didn't know about the moon thing, but have you heard about what happened to Alar, at least? No. Uh, Ixnaron, the A, Lar A. He dead. Fuck. Well, that was subtle. He's dead? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, that's so sad. I always imagined he would join us someday. Right. Uh, before we left. Before you left for what? Whatever's next. Right. Uh, some sort of a cult here that just dates you until they die. Look, boys, let's just have them push the moon. Take it off the take it off the board. Well, you're gonna have to talk to Lyra for that. I I just I'm just an acolyte. Can you uh, vouch for us and get us in with Lyra real quick? Uh, no, I. What's Lyra? My like? loyalty is so much stronger to her than you. I just met you. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we haven't done uh, anything to. What have we done? Well, Can you we just talked about us? weaponizing uh, Billy. I think you said his name. He was really mean to Zaldwin, and I don't like mean people. And not me. I'm we're trying to help. Being realistic. We're trying to help. What? What do you? you why would you push the moon? We mm. well have literally the worst composition of people to be dealing with this sort of thing. I'm not going to vouch for you. I really, I have no belief that that's going to reflect positively on me in oh the future. Oh my gosh. We should just let all these people die, you know? <sighs> They're not making it easy. Right. Listen, what do you think we're here for? Like, for like a, a kid, a dwarf, and like a bug man just waltz into your dream? I you thought like, it was a joke set up. Jokes on the world. We're the morning after pill. Are you gonna tell me the? Okay. The point. No, it's not a joke. Dead. Okay. All about to be dead. We're all about. Well, I. I mean. I mean. Come on. You're not really alive out there. Oh my god. How dare you? You. You don't think we're alive? Well, we're alive, but most people aren't. Most people are sleeping out there. Well, I do have to agree with the guy on that one, kind of. Yeah. yeah, he makes he makes a good point. Yeah. No, like like sheeple, they ain't doing nothing. You no impact. You you go to work. You eat. You you go to sleep. You you rinse and you repeat. You wipe your ass every day. You know what hmm. I'm saying? Oh well, that's really interesting. But no, I literally think that they're asleep, and we're the only ones that are awake. That's like the whole. Oh point. man, why'd you have to ruin it? I know it's cool. <laughs> I really like it. It's, I think uh, it's deep. Highly- Wow, you. it's an interesting conspiracy theory. I'd never gotten that it's call not a before. Conspiracy that everyone's theory. asleep but you. Well, I mean, why would they let someone who sucks so bad be one of the people who's awake? Well, fine, and you vouch for yourselves then, Mister oh Person. I mean, it sounds like that's what we were gonna have to do anyway. I hate this dream. <laughs> I Billy, hate you. You're Billy, a rude piece of shit, Billy. I'm gonna need you to do three things for me. <sighs> What's that, Zelda? One, sit down. Two. Okay, sit down. I'm floating. Goy <laughs> imagines a chair underneath Billy. Are you sure you're like friends? This is. I'm gonna hey, go. You? You can, Yeah, you can go. I'm gonna Float go. away. Float I'm away. Floating away. Thank you. She flips you off. God. Billy. It's so hard to get good help these days. You know what I'm saying? Billy. What? Yes. So sit yeah. down. Can't do that. What's next? Number two. Shut the fuck up. And I'm saying, I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart with all the love. Just shut the fuck up. We were getting answers. We were learning I feel things. Like, feel like we weren't doing that at all. I kind of went on the agreement with Billy. We weren't getting much in the form of answers. I mean, we were getting some answers. We just weren't making much progress. You're smarter than that. You just turned into a philosophical, we, philosophical we. debate. Learned some names, we learned some powers, we tested some theories. Um, excuse me. Uh, yes. 
can't you tell we're busy? <laughs> uh, oh my god, I've heard Hi. that there were some very rude guests who had come to our tower. I'm going to have to ask you to leave, please. Yeah, Billy. <laughs> You're gonna have to leave. What? I'll leave. Listen, I think we got off on the wrong foot. I'm so sorry for that that disruption. Um Grant, is this Lyra who's a This is up? Lyra, yeah, the person that they uh that um Art Messia had uh, gestured to. I just like to vocalize the fact that um we were mean to the idiot and we got what we wanted. So Wow. You're not doing a very good at number two, Billy. I can assure you that uh, Artemisia <laughs> is one of the most intelligent mages I've ever met. They've probably forgotten more about magic than you'll ever know. That's Billy's a beautiful face way of beat saying. red, as if he's holding his breath with all of his might. Now, as I was saying, this is a private, invite-only academy. We were invited by Alar just before his death. Really? Yes. Yes, go ahead and check with him. Well, I can't exactly do that. How do I know that you are sent by Alar? Because I'm going to roll a deception check. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a 25, baby. Uh... A botched 25. A botched 25, because anything that I roll uh, lower than a 10... Oh, you, he doesn't roll botches. He doesn't roll below a 10. It rolls a 10, and I have a plus 15, so that's a 25. No, no. House roll, crit fail, is a crit fail, always. There's always a 5% chance to fail. There's always a 5% chance to succeed. I have a specific ability ability. due to my That would work on a 2 that would work on a three. That would work on anything <laughs> other than the 5% the chance you have. Right. I yeah. took this so that I could not fail deception checks. It, I built it in. It's my reliable <laughs> talent. I take it at 11. It's my right. <laughs> if I roll no, a nine to, or lower, I you treat it as a 10. I do have to agree with Grant. He It is specifically stated in his home rules that a one is always, no matter what. <laughs> There's always a 5% chance to fail. I'll never run my table another way, man. I've played Pathfinder. I've played... I've been there. I'm going to fucking nail my dick to my desk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so mad. (laughs) If if you truly feel like you didn't have that information or you thought that this would trump my role, I will let you change your reliable talent. Whenever you make an ability check that adds your proficiency, you can treat a d20 roll of a 9 or lower as a 10. So I'll treat it as a botch 25. It's still a 25, but it's still a botch. Okay, so what does that mean? <laughs> it means you're botched. That is the 5% Most chance. Most botch ever. That's okay. the, that, is the, that, is the old, that is the 5% chance you always have at failing something. God, I but feel like I just throated a can, fucking cactus. But you don't fail it in like a way that yeah. is like you fucked it up. It's just yeah. it doesn't work. Okay. All right. Right? Am I catching that? There's yeah. no such thing. I will say I will say this. Just in general, the point of the crit fail and crit um, botch on skill checks for me, there is no way to there's no sure things, right? Like Fair enough. game-wise, there's always going to be that 5% chance. I I concede as we is 
It's if all. If you look at the other side of the dice, baby. you rolled a three and got a twenty-five, and so I like, also got a twenty-five. That's an instance where it saved your the fuck out of you. Man, Fair. where's my fucking inspiration point? Um, because I don't have one. Yeah, I heard this long. Fucking, Billy's gonna I, pass out if he holds his breath too much longer. <laughs> I can't. You still have to breathe. If I breathe, I'm gonna say something not nice. Uh, you can say whatever you'd like. I still need you to leave. We're here to try to make sure that you don't crash the moon into the planet. She immediately uh, puts her hands on your shoulder. This is a odd sensation because it feels like you're being touched and yet it's not all the way. Like you're alien to this plane, right? But you you feel the pressure. You feel the touch. Billy asked if he needs <laughs> to breathe. Yes, he does need to breathe. Hmm. It is only slightly less corporeal than you're used to. And she, uh, if you let her, Zaldwin, she tries to turn you away from kind of this large open room here. And she tries to kind of usher you a couple steps um, towards the wall. And she's like, how did you know about that? Because Alar told us. Yes. She we told we to tell you. Why would he send to you? Oh, because we're the last chance you got. And that isn't a lie. I'm in no risk. I was doing Aylar favor. So he, he I might be the last chance Aylar has. I'm fine. I have seen my death. I have seen my future. And it has nothing to do with this. Where do you think you die? That's a long, long story. Shorten it for me. That were we better friends, I might tell you. Where? <laughs> Age sex location. Um. Is <laughs> all the moon crashing in you? Jesus. Okay. So you know about Aylar's plan, his craziness? Yeah, yeah he's you dead know, now. You know, I'm obviously going to survive this, so... Right. How? How? Yeah, good question. By, by not doing it. Well, no, I, I fully intend to do it, but we'll be long gone. Where are you going? Be? Uh, roll persuasion with disadvantage since Billy's been being a kind. <laughs> wow. Fair enough. Persuasion? Actually, we'll cancel it out since you guys are help. Uh, Carl's helping, so we'll just do on the dice because everyone has. Okay, it's a seventeen for persuasion. What was the What was the question again that you asked? Where are you uh, guys going? Because you're so. not gonna do it. Like she's not going to crash them in. No, she said they will. She said she is. Then they'll or, be long or, gone. Or no, we asked like going? where Where was? How she are they gonna go? survive? Like how are they gonna survive? Yeah. Yeah, where do they think they're going? She seventeen persuasion. I think she, I think the answer is going to be somewhat cryptic since this would be such dear information to her. So I think she would look at you and kind of back off of the you need to leave talk and just say, mm -hmm. my people and I are going to somewhere to start new without all of this. Okay. Listen, if there's any possibility that we can help more people, you know we have to do this, right? You know that we, we we have to figure out a way. Oh, child. She she puts her hand on your shoulder and she's like, you know none of that's real, right? I mean, you're here. Uh, I'm trying <sighs> to use panache to charm her. Yeah. Uh, is uh, that so a make post a, check? Yeah. Um, it is my persuasion versus their uh, insight. Um, they ha have to do that and share a language. And this isn't technically a spell. This is just like an ability that I no, right. have. Yeah. You're just very charming. Ooh, I got an eight. You probably beat Here that. Comes the smolder. It is persuasion. That's oh! a nat 20. 
There's the gnat that I it's want. There's, there's, there's the, the 25 that I want. <laughs> okay, what does that what does that look like? So she puts her hand on your shoulder and she's just says, you know, none of this is real. And he goes, oh, darling, and makes out with her. I think yeah I do think that like Zaldwin puts his arm on her shoulder back and moves close and whispers in her ear reality is not what you think it is and just kind of lean and just kind of leans back she yeah that she she vibes with that she she nods she's like indeed it is not what do you mean by this isn't real? I need to know. She points down to the ground at the people that are sleeping, and then she gestures uh, broadly to everything, uh, the, the walls around her, and she says, You are awake now. Right. Let's go back to sleep. Go to the not real tower, and let's foundation it and all the ships around it. And then, um. Oh, you play Rust. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love that yeah. game. It's a good game. Um, then can't crash the moon because all your not real bodies and not real tower, not real ships will be gone. Well, honestly, if Alar's dead, I don't know as I feel any need to carry out the command unless there's someone who's going to interfere with us in the next couple of weeks. So you're not crashing the moon. She shrugs and she says it makes no difference to me. It makes a whole hell of a lot of difference to a lot of people that you assume are sleeping. She she kind of not. And I mean, she she likes you due to your panache. She is charmed by you. But, um, I mean, this is like a core belief for her. You know what I mean? What does he have to say about this? And I'm going to point to the Burning Man. Can she see the Burning Man? She looks to where you're pointing and looks back to you and says, Who? Hey, that's all, little friend. The man on fire. She looks again, and you see that speck. Seems to squint. And Zeldon's gonna get like behind her and like put his arm over her shoulder and point up at the sky with it, and so that she can like follow his arm line up into the sky. Hmm. I hadn't noticed that before. All this time, see it? All this time, and you haven't seen him staring down at us. Well, I mean, it's very far away, and there. She motions to the rest of the sky. There are other stars. There are other suns visible. There are many things. You've, you've been dreaming this whole time and you still haven't met him. Met him? Mm. Have you? Yes. She uh, she looks at you like she wants to ask, but you would definitely pick up that she's too proud to. And she would shrug and try to play it off and just say, Well, if Alar is dead and you're saying that we should not do as he asked, then... So be it. Right. Pleasure doing business with you. Let's go wake the fuck up. Right, um, but uh, when were you planning on leaving? You're still leaving? Oh, yes. Why is that our business? Why do we give a shit what they're doing? I mean, I I don't... I guess it doesn't matter, ultimately. It's just that we just learned that the moon's gonna go away no matter what, so... I mean, ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, I guess that doesn't really make a huge difference, does it? But... If we're not here to cast our magic on it, then it will eventually go out of orbit, become more junk in your space, or right. perhaps collide into another planet, I don't know. Right, all these youngins will be dead long before any of that happens anyways, so... And she she bows, and she says, was there anything else? 
seems she seems genuinely both unaffected by the news of Aolar and with the whole moon plan. Like she doesn't she she genuinely does not care. Sure. I feel like Zaldwin's just very disappointed in this whole interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking psycho snooze cult. Who is actually kind of confused on how this cult has been here this whole time? <laughs> he doesn't know Jack about it. You probably would have heard of the. You probably would have heard of the dreamers before, but not the realization of like the. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to put into words how I the extent of their the, the extent of yeah their beliefs and how weird they are. Well, you're asleep, see, and they're awake. So it's like two different things. Yeah, seems what so. they do isn't in sleepy time or wakey time. Well, why why would this state exist at all? Why does the state of annoyance that I'm in exist? Well, I don't understand the question. Probably because of things that happened to you while you were asleep. Right. I mean, this is not all a belief. This is not all magic. I mean, I personally am, when I was out there, studied semiology and informatics deeply. I mean, I am a hundred year, hundred years of scholarship in many subjects, you know that the there is a very thin barrier between what is physical, as you would call it, and what is dreamed or simulated or virtual or electronic or whatever word you're trying to use. But we've seen people change state. We've seen people come from a simulated environment and they generate essence when they are brought into the physical world. And it is the same essence as they had inside of what you would call not a real world. You can also see your essence now in this new state. All of these states changing from physical to electronic to magical. It's it's not a theory. This is something that happens. We just never talk about it. No one wants to address any of the things that they do when they're in their fake little worlds or when they clone themselves. Tell me. How many people did you bring in from simulations? I I, pers- I personally haven't brought any. These are all elves that I have grew up with and studied with for the most part. Some some travelers, I guess I don't know, but... Any uh, particular people of interest? Um, she cocks her head and she's like, I'm in, in academia, yes. I'm sure you would recognize some of the names, but I'm not sure what you mean by of interest. There's no issues with people being simulated brought into the real world. This it's seems entirely, like new information to me. I mean, it's entirely possible. I mean, there's... The, the church has warforged electronic machines, robots, who gain sentience regularly. There are laws about it. Yeah. All I'm saying is that the where you're drawing these boundaries and where you're valuing your central point of the universe is no more unbelievable than what I believe to be the center. And your world's just floating around it. But all that to say, I'm not a religious kook. I'm not crazy. This isn't a cult. These are some of the brightest minds in a variety of fields of science. We have all all Lost walks of life. Lost my people and cults, just saying. Sorry? Lost my people in cults. That's stigma. Not just dumb people getting cults. It's not a cult. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying whether it is or it isn't. I'm just saying you could be smart and in a cult at the same time. Seeing smart men become endless. It's pretty crazy. 
I'm not familiar. Well, anyways, you know, your reality is not my reality. I think the real I am, or whatever else. Don't really care. We should go. Yeah, I don't think there's really a whole lot yeah. else we can gain here. They don't seem to be willing to help. I mean, they, they helped us not, not move to crash moon. a moon into the planet. That's a lot. That's all we can really success. ask for. What does that mean? It means the moon's not going to crash into Saki. What do you mean? No, that. And Zeldwin points to the mural, the, the, the insignia, the symbol. Um, she looks up at it and seems like there's a fondness in her eyes. And she says, um, I think I created it or it came to me. I've seen it many, many times. I've seen it in my future. Or perhaps I put it there. I, I don't really know. What does it mean? What yeah. does any what does any symbol mean? I'd like to think that we're here. And she points towards uh, where all the circles intersect. And all of these different worlds that are so much like ours are just kind of revolving around this point where they intersect. And that's why we can pass between them. Neat. Now, that being said, this is Grant now. Hi, DM. It is important for the enjoyment of this story that you know that... And this is from Session Zero, and I want to just relay this. This is Lyra talking. The promise that I made to you very early on, that you're not all asleep, and that it's not all just a dream, and that what's happening is happening, and everything (laughs) is real, and what happened actually happened, and so on and so forth. So don't let Lyra shake you, you know what I mean? No, I, yeah. No, I'm not shaking at all. (laughs) I'm just... Gotcha. Oh, can we go now? Are we done? Do you yeah, got more dumb questions to ask? Done. Let's get out of here. Let's go back to sleep or whatever. I got a head to deliver. There you go. Why am I not surprised? Right. <laughs> Hell of a time when you're dreaming, killing and murdering and such. <laughs> she dies you for a moment and then uh, turns back to her acolytes. Um, and then I'm assuming you all float back to your bodies. Before, uh, with Zaldwin's head just poking out of the the wall of the Dreamer Tower, just like like his body is outside, his head is inside. He's just gonna yell, "She's lying to you!" All right, bye. And with that, um, you guys are back in your bodies. Uh, Hermes did not go off, and Carl did not go off. Everybody, uh, give me a perception check, real quick. Perception. Twenty-two for Zeldwin. Botch for Billy Boom. And that one, I knew I felt like I lost a few points of wisdom. <laughs> Got two botches. Uh, and with that amount of time, I will have. A, I'll allow that to be a short rest. If you guys would like to, if you get anything for a short rest, and if you would like to um, roll any hit dice, go ahead and get that out of the way. Um, Zaldwin, you would note as you guys are getting around and getting ready to go. Um, Billy has slipped the ring on that you had picked off of Krask's body. I'm going to walk over to Billy and I'm going to roll an insight to see if he even notices. I'm going to, like, I know that this is a weird thing, but I want to know if he knows it's on him. Like, I'm going to try to be like, all right, anybody missing anything? Any extra parts, any bits and bobs. No, my eyes are gone. Oh, good to go. All my trash is on me. Alright. Um, let's go ahead and uh, you know, I, I know we, we've been, you know, 
been getting stronger here and everything, <laughs> and we've been doing some stuff. Um, I was wondering if Billy, you want to have a little bit of an arm wrestling contest with uh, Carl here? I feel like y'all have uh, gotten a lot stronger, and, you know, C- Carl's got some big old buff arms on him now. Look at that boy. I mean, like I said, Carl's a beast now. I wouldn't want to, you know, break an old man's arm, would you? Oh, Billy, you got, you're so... You were boosted with all that fucking mechanical bullshit. Yeah, be fucking strong as hell, right? Right, I suppose. I don't uh, really see the point to what we're doing here. Yeah. Ooh. I don't really want to arm wrestle Billy. <laughs> oh, well, here. Here, let me do it. I'll arm wrestle Billy. Why do you want to arm wrestle? Didn't you, like, almost die a day ago? Yeah, yeah, I think, call it some fucking luck. Call me fucking damn Skippy. Maybe I just need to get some fucking frustration out from that fucking woman. Okay. Alright. Why did you get to an arm wrestling all of a sudden? I don't... You know, fucking Oliver's always talking about it, and, you know, he gets his frustration out through violence, and I don't have anything to hurt right now, and I I won't fucking... Want to see some juice? Some juice well, flowing. Well, well, Oliver is pretty Goy. into that arm wrestling channel. He's more your size. Who is? Goy. Why don't you arm wrestle him? Alright, well, I'll do Goy, and then I'll work up to you. You'll do what now? And then I'll do Carl. Wait, I don't Please really want to get involved. I can record it, and we can send it in as, if you want. I'm not going to record arm wrestling a bunch of youngins. What is going on right now? Why don't we just... Go do what it is we're supposed to be doing. What? Freaking me out. Carl, pin him. Carl, pin him. What? Try to pin me, boy. See what happens. Pin him. Pin him, Carl. What is happening? I said pin him, boy. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Carl's well, just looking, looking around. Did, did we all you... have seizures and suffer brain damage from that experience? What happened? I'm walking away. Car- if any of you tries to touch me, I'm gonna sick Vic on you. All right? I Leave tackle. Me. I tackle. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. So I guess roll a, a strength check versus athletics or acrobatics from Billy. Uh, Carl and Goy. <laughs> so Saldo and pings off of you. That's a well, five. I've got I, bug bones, y'all, which I don't know if you know bugs don't have bones. I don't weigh anything. So, so I want to get I want to get Carl and Goy's real reaction here. Saldwin wakes up from this weird magical thing, starts talking about arm wrestling, <laughs> and then throws himself, not even well, just throws himself at Billy. Like a Muppet. Like if you threw fucking Kermit the Frog. <laughs> it's like when a moth just flies into a light bulb over and over again. Yeah, like, yeah. Thunk, thunk, thunk. Ding, 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 ding. Off what? the fucking Billy's armor. What the fuck is going on here? Boy, you're cruising for a goddamn beating. What's going on with you? What is happening? He's got the evil ring on. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's got the evil ring on. The, the fucking c- crashed ring. He said it's evil, don't touch it, and now he's got it I on. I didn't say anything about anything evil. I said you don't touch it. I thought you said it was going in a box. It went in a box. Until we you said nobody's getting it. it. You're this is enough for a discussion. This is enough for a discussion. It's my ring now. Let's move on. Zaldwin's sword ignites. Uh, my shotgun is up. <laughs> Jesus. Really? 
Hold Oi. on, hold on. Don't you pull that goddamn irradiated bullshit on me. You can hold the ring as long as you take it off right now. Or I'm taking your finger. I already took a man's ear and I just took this head. Now, take the ring off. What's mine? It's mine. Just slide it. Just it. prove it to me that you can take the ring off. Let's prove it. I'm gonna pull out my tricorder. <laughs> I don't let you touch it. Let me scan the ring, Billy. You can't touch the ring. You can't have the ring. I'm not taking off the ring. Let's move on. It's mine. <sighs> mine is mine. And I change shit. We're gonna stop this now. And Goya's gonna cast hold person on Billy. No, you're not. You're not? If you wanna stop me, you're gonna have to fucking kill me! Uh, fuck. Hmm. Now, if you all want to die over a ring, we can all die over a ring. Or we can move on with our day. Savvy, got any more questions for me? The second I smell something, I'm cutting that hand off. <sighs> I think you're going to take the ring off, Billy. Not happening, kid. Not going to do it. Don't worry. He will deal with the consequences of his actions when I cut his fucking hand off. Been there, heard that. One less leg, that man's also dead. I mean, it sounds like we're about to fight over this. So, let's just roll initiative and fight Billy. <laughs> I take a deep breath. Obviously, uh, Vic is, like, fucking revving his little chainsaw, and Billy's got multiple guns out and pointed at this point. And he takes a deep breath and goes, Look, boy, makes you feel better? I'll put it back in the box. Boy, I'm giving it to you. It's mine. All I want to see is you take it off your finger. All right, I'll put it in the box. If you try to take the ring from me, sneak it from me, steal it from me, fucking sniff it out my pants, I'll blow craters in every single one of you. Understood? Zeldwin's going to give a slow nod. Good. And he slowly puts away his shotgun, and as he puts away his shotgun, Facefucker comes out of the backpack and points, (laughs) and then he takes his free hand, pulls the ring off, reaches down, pulls the box out, puts it in the box, shuts it, puts it in his backpack. There. Rings in the box. Good boy. Alright. Don't let me catch that fucking with us. That item's cursed. It's gonna be blood on your hands. Right. Fine. So, uh, what's the plan for today? And, uh, word of advice. With that frame, don't throw yourself at things. Embarrassing. Inspiration, Zaldwin and Billy. Uh, that was... I'm gonna go ahead and unclench my butthole here. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. What? Uh, yeah. What are you guys doing now? Fucking Zaldwin spits on the floor. It's like if black could be neon. That's his fucking saliva, and he's gonna like scoop up his shit and start heading for the ship. I guess. Back to the hawk. Or no, we gotta deliver this head to fucking. Uh, Thunla. Grunhild? Grunhild. Why did I say Thunla? Who's Thunla? The Thunla's dead. Gnome Queen. Oh, yeah. Th- Thunla's dead. Grunhild. Aelar and Thunla died. I think I got f- fucking dwarf names mixed up. Yep. Yeah, we... Zaldwin's heading towards uh, Grunhild. Okay. Um, your piece is in still? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, as you make your way back to camp, the fighting starts to... Wayne, Grunhild, 
really, I mean, honestly would stay at the front lines as long as there was still fighting. But like this battle is won. The Triumvir district has been retaken by this unheard of alliance of these three massive uh, entities in the universe. I think we can go ahead and just get a long rest out of the way just because like the amount of time it's going to take for this to all finish and for her to like come back and for like everything to like die down enough for you to actually have a chance to talk to her. Um, I think we're just going to go to the next day unless um, there's things you want to do like today. Uh, yeah, like identify that ring. I won't let you touch that ring. Yeah, you do have to touch it. In the battle pack and I won't take it out for you. No, why can't we see what the ring is? Oh my god, are we going to do this again? I, I, yes. Yeah. So I'm worried about the ring. It's my ring. I don't want you to touch it. I want you to have it. Simple as that. Don't we You don't touch another man's things. That's all I'm saying. Ring? I don't come and touch your cock whenever I feel like it, do I? No, I don't. Because it's yours. <laughs> Wish you would. No. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know it was that kind of role play. Um, hmm. Uh, Zaldwin gonna whip out the scepter of truth. Tell me, why do you want to hold that ring so badly? Cause small ring. Well, first, first, if we're casting spells, oh, let's go yeah. ahead and get the save. Yeah. Spend the charge, uh, get the save. Some truth. Christmas save. Um, make that privately to me, Tyrell, because there's nothing in the spell that indicates whether you know the person has passed or not. So just whisper and put your modifier in. But this is this is not meta knowledge. I'm just being as difficult yeah. as possible. This doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying, if for some reason Zone of Truth gets cast on a party member, I'm the only one who should know whether or not it was a success. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and uh, proceed with what you're going to do, Zaldwin. What's up with the ring, Billy? Small ring. What's its name, Billy? Doesn't have a name. It's an inanimate object. Is it cursed? Is it cursed? Yes. Right. <laughs> Well, there you go, Billy. It's cursed. What of it? It's cursing you to want to wear it. No. You didn't yes. want to wear it, now you do. I don't want to wear it. It's just mine. You did fucking want to wear it, Billy. I mean, I liked wearing it, but I took it off. I don't need to wear it, but I do want it. It's mine. <sighs> you got any questions? You want it the easy way or you want it the hard way? Wow. I thought I was about to jump down this man's throat. <laughs> You're just coming out with it. I mean... <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say. I'll, I'm not trying to uh It's weird. To- he has some of truth on him. Do you want it the easy way or the hard way? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like <laughs> Yeah, I'm just You have I, a zone yeah. of truth I'm just Wait. gonna say that I have a zone of truth on me. You could ask a lot of questions. Say yes! Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh yes. Um you also have asked very few questions. Um, what color is my underwear? I know enough. <laughs> Why is it detectives? your ring? Really only need to ask me like one thing, and that's pretty important to all this. But yeah, if you want to fight, I will definitely make sure to kill your healer before I go down. What's the one thing that uh Yeah, we kill need to your ask fucking you friend that you lived yeah. in a ship with for seven years over this. Yeah, I'll kill him, and I'll kill you, and I'll kill Zaldwin, and I'll all kill Alright, let's Hermes. fucking do it then, Billy. I'm sick of this. Jesus, kid. What is the question that we got asked you to clear things up? Oh, no, that. I mean, you, you said there was one thing we could ask you. That was God in the sky. I don't actually know what you need to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strike that. That was from the record. That was a little meta. 
Oh. Uh, this so is a little meta. I'm seriously pissed off in real life, so we need to solve this. <laughs> <laughs> How is... Why is it your ring? What did you just say? Why is it your ring? Because I cast it identify on it, and now I'm cursed. What can we do to break the curse? Cast a spell to break curses. Okay. Uh, can you do that? You know how to fucking break curses, Billy? Nah, I don't. Okay. Alright, well... It's rather unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I, I am feeling very vindicated that I knew something was up, and y'all were like, what the fuck's happening? Zalwin <laughs> is like a moth on a lamp. I don't even know what moths are. If you don't want to know anything else about it, we're going to fight or walk away. I'm trying to think of things, the right things to ask without escalating the situation anymore. What are the powers of the ring, Billy? I don't... I, I told you what it can do. What are the additional things? Are any curses? Can you lie to us? Well, I only know that I'm cursed. Oh, no. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. let's let's just, for, for the sake of everybody, um, <laughs> go ahead and make me that save. Okay. They didn't quite get All right. it, but it's close right. enough. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to think of things to ask Billy that don't escalate the situation. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, don't give anything away with your... Um, yeah, that's... That's a little... Let me... One second here. God, I go, I'd go. i love going from a situation where I don't know what the fuck's going on to another situation where I don't know what the fuck's going on. All right. Have some fun. <laughs> Are we back at Grunhild's with the head when this is all happening? Yeah, you guys are back at the, like, command area where you talked to Grunhild the first time. And this is prior to the long rest that I was going to give you. Yeah, we're not having no long rest while this is happening. I'm sick of this, my precious ass. Well, does somebody want to see if somebody in the camp can break a curse? Anybody know how to break a curse? Hello? Carl, do you want to go find somebody? Yeah, I'll go find somebody. Probably ask Grunhild or if she isn't back yet. I don't know. Anybody break curses? <laughs> um, yeah, roll like an investigation check and see if you can find someone there. If, ju- if just Carl is going, then have Carl roll it. Nah, I got 12. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is going to be just more of a time thing. So I'm guessing that, I mean, there's going to be someone who can remove curse, right? But with a mm-hmm. 12, it's probably not going to be until everything like calms down, which I had mentioned like the long rest with... Um, Everything wrapping up, the fighting stopping, that type of thing. So, like, yes, you will find someone who can remove curses, but... We're going to drop this. Uh, we'll drop it. Uh, Billy, do you have those uh, magical manacles? What? Do you have any uh, magic manacles or anything like that? Magic handcuffs? Oh, I don't. I vaguely remember you talking about some sort of magic handcuff. I was hoping we could handcuff you until all this, uh... Curse business got taken care of. You're not gonna run off on us or anything, are you? Probably. <laughs> Probably. You're a runaway. Because of the curse or because we're assholes? Billy pulls a device out of his back that you haven't seen before, and he pushes a button on it and starts blinking, and he says, Oh, I'm done talking about it. Okay, let's pause. We're going to end our episode here and find out. What happens? What the fuck happens next episode of the Homebrew? Um, 
Wild, wild, wild. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, um, great role play all around. Everyone is, uh, this is, it's crazy, but fun. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll pick up here next week. Sorry for stumbling. I'm wasn't quite expecting this myself. Uh, so if you are interested in supporting the show, I would ask that you go over to patreon.com slash the homebrew, and you can find all sorts of ways to support the show starting at $2 where you get Liam and Sarney chat, which is now live. Uh, you can hop in there, listen live, follow along, ask questions. You can even raise your hand and be called on. <laughs> doesn't sound fun, but it is. It's fun, damn it. It's fun, damn it. <laughs> we have a way in Discord that we can like let fans uh, actually talk and record their question and stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Check that out on Patreon. Uh, and if you need links to anything, and also you have to be in the Discord to take advantage of that. So uh, the Discord is free, totally free, and you guys can um, hop in via link, which you find at thehomebrewpodcast.com. That has links to Discord, Patreon, all the different ways to follow us on social media and all the different ways to listen to the show. Again, that's thehomebrewpodcast.com. Thank you everyone so much for listening. We'll see you next week for episode 71 of The Homebrew. Thanks for listening, listeners. Our story has come to a close for the week, and that means it's time to thank our listener sponsors. Starting with Samuel Pierce, who shall forever be emblazoned upon the homebrew wall of fame as our first Crusher Mania season pass holder. Thanks for believing in us, Sam. As well as Ryan, a longtime listener. Don't forget about Tara Hoffman, that one ender who thought rolling down the window in space was safe. Uh, rest in peace, Tara. Watch out for Adrian Josie, the silent assassin who just broke out of the prison colony on Hadria. And Trevor, zombie dad, Belmont, hunter of the unholy. You're a bastard, Trevor, but you're the bastard I choose to fight alongside. Special thanks to the last guppy, last of his kind, in search of a new home. And Austin Katzenberger, the inventor of the cat burger and secret nemesis of Ricky Rat. Check out Austin's project at foldsofhonor.org. And Timon King, previously a longtime listener of Galaxy to Galaxy Radio who hacked their location and joined the crew. I knew I should have set up that extra firewall. Oh well. Of course, there's Colossus, a rock golem formed in nature and then lost in the stars. Hope to see you again someday, Colossus. Here's to you, Tritus, the fifth cog. Best damn warforged gunslinger this side of the Milky Way. And Odin, the egg thief. Get your damn hands off my goddamn eggs, Odin. Keep an eye out for Zip. A tiny adventurer seeking to help his parents. Good luck, little guy. Find out about our Patreon offerings at patreon.com slash thehomebrew, and we'll see you next week.